Fianna Fáil player TD Cahill Crow is on the line. Good morning to you, Cahill. Good morning, Joe. And before we talk specifically about uh, what you're here to discuss, what, what are the thoughts in Clare about the Munster Hurling final? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it was an incredible game of hurling. Um, we want to meet Limerick again, and hopefully the next time we'll beat you. Um, I was following us on Twitter there this morning again. There's still still a lot of discussion about that last 30 seconds. There was definitely two or three frees, Joe, so... Um, that should have drawn the game. But look, Limerick are a superb hurling team. Congratulations, and we're not bitter. But we, we definitely want to beat you the next time. And hopefully that will result in the Lee McCarthy come back to the banner. But look, um, isn't it great? It's it's like El Clasico now between the two counties. Um, and everyone's looking forward, hopefully, to a third outing. But there's a bit of hurling to be played between now and then. There is indeed, yeah, yeah. Certainly on our own social media since the final whistle, we're detecting a bit of soreness from Clare supporters. Yeah, there is soreness, but I think I think sometimes that kind of attitude and feeling can spur a county on. Um, there was definitely huge hunger when they met in the round robin series. They really wanted to beat Limerick. They also were very determined to play Limerick on home turf uh, in the Gaelic grounds. Um, and what you have to remember as well, and I'm I'm from Mila, because you know just out the road, um, the people of Clare and Limerick are mixing the whole time. Whether it's in school, schools like Arts School Reach or college or. A lot of this team in Clare would have gone to school with the Limerick players and they've gone to college with them. You know, a lot was on the line, not just um, for the county team, but also personally, I think they knew each other very, very well um, and they will look forward to playing again. But that kind of soreness sometimes, I think, could spur a team on. It gives you that extra edge. So it's really down to the next few games. But ultimately, if they do end up meeting in the All-Ireland final, I think it comes down to hunger. But Limerick are an incredible team and it'll take an incredibly tough Clare team to beat them, hopefully. But look... I'm conscious I'm speaking to a Limerick audience and congratulations is all I have to say. All right, we're trying to Fianna Fáil Clare TD Cahill Crow. Now, you recently tweeted that a tradition of horse ownership should not grant unconditional rights to own the high-maintenance animal. Explain that to me. I think if you, have, if you think of any Irish family, we're only a generation or two removed from horse ownership. Uh, most Irish families, you know, the grandparents would have had a horse up to the 1950s or 60s and then they upgraded to a motor car. So we all come from a tradition. We all come from a culture of horse ownership. But that doesn't grant us some automatic right to all have a horse. I would have loved a horse, a pony growing up. We didn't have the land for it, so we didn't get one. Um, But it just seems to me, time and time and time again, and it's an incessant argument, it's an incessant debate about horse ownership because some people think they've a God-given right to own a horse without owning land, without leasing land, without paying for livery. Uh, and I'm sick to my teeth of seeing horses tied up to lampposts, grazing the long acre, having ropes tied tightly around their necks. And whilst I have a low tolerance of that, I have no tolerance whatsoever of horses that are not uh, having enough to eat, having enough to drink. All animals are entitled to the, the five freedoms, as they call it. And I think it's an abuse of an animal to see them treated like that. Mm. Now, Limerick City and County Council uh, have said to us that they enforced the Control of Horses Act 1996 and the Council Bylaws of 2017. A portion of the cost of impounding horses is recouped from the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. In 2022, 89 horses were seized, 89% of these being seized from the Metropolitan District. The net 
cost to the council in Limerick for the services was 84,000. And to date, this year, in 2023, 45 horses have been seized, 84% from the Metropolitan District. And uh, the cost to the end of the first quarter of 2023 was €29,000 for 30 horses. And they say that vet services carry out regular inspection of problem areas and work closely with Angardish Yacona in this regard. Operations to impound horses in Limerick are dependent on the availability of Garda resources and animal welfare issues are a matter for Garda Siakona and the Department of Agriculture. And even in that short statement, Cahill Crow, it shows it's a pretty complex issue, isn't it? It is a complex issue, but the laws are quite robust, Joe. And I just want to make clear as well, this isn't just a Limerick issue. You, you invited me on the show, but I initially reacted to an incident in Clare last week, and I won't get into the ins and outs here because it's now a legal matter. But this happened in Clare the whole time. It's in Limerick. I see it in Dublin when I go up to Zoll. It's a nationwide problem. The laws are quite robust. And yes, the enforcement of it, as far as I'm concerned, simply isn't good enough. It's You've given the statistics there in Limerick. It's worse again in Clare. We don't, we're not anywhere near resourced enough to, to tackle this. Look, um, if someone wants to own a horse... There's, there's a lot of uh, care and requirements involved. The first thing you need to have some pasture for it to graze on. Um, that can be got through various means by leasing or buying. Or maybe there's a neighbour out the road who might give it to you for free. But you certainly can't have it on the long acre. And and I've driven this morning. Uh, I've driven, I was in the city earlier in the morning and I've been out home here in Clare. And I've seen horses on the stray, on the loose, on the long acre in both counties, on both sides of the county. So not enough has been done. And Joe, if you for a moment went around mistreating your dog or if there's any farmers listening, if they left their cattle or their sheep um, malnourished or not looked after, you would have every do-gooder in the country on their case, and rightly so. And you'd swiftly have the Department of Agriculture, you'd have the guards in, and you'd probably in the district court on Friday morning. But that doesn't seem to happen for some people. There's a, a blind eye, I think, turned in terms of horse ownership. Right. Um, I, and people say, Asher, I, look, isn't it hot harm? And not these young lads allowed to have horses? I think that day is well and truly over. We're in the 21st century now. If you're going to own an animal, own a property, care for a property. Right. And what's your current view on sulkies? Um, look, they're allowed. Legally, you're allowed to have sulkies on the road. Um, uh, I, I do think... That also needs to be a lot better enforced, though, because I've often seen horses along the border of Clare and Limerick being raced or trialled out on a Sunday morning. A notorious place for that would be from the two-mile in, in towards Coon around about where they take over two lanes of traffic on the dual carriageway on a Sunday morning. Uh, that is absolutely dangerous. Um, that's going on whole scale the whole time. And I think I think the guards, I think authorities, the district veterinary office, I think they know a lot about this. And that needs to be tackled too because there is a road safety dimension too. We've had multiple accidents on that knock machine to my Ross Road as well from horses just on the loose. Uh, but I have no problem with sulky racing. In fact, um, I know people who do it and they care a lot for their horses. But the, the important word there is care. If care isn't being provided, you shouldn't be owning a horse. Uh, sorry, when you say you have no problem with sulky racing, you mean in, in designated facilities for it? That's, in designated yeah. areas. Uh, yeah. Sorry, no, sorry, it's this... Um, Sorry, it's not racing. It's not all racing either. See, yeah. A lot of people take the horse out for a spin and it looks quite leisurely. In fact, I'd, I'd be up for trying myself sometime if someone gave me a spin on a, a sulky car. But it's this idea of racing horse side by side, pickup trucks going behind them, jeeps and everyone videoing. It's like the Wild West. It's abhorrent. I, I, no one could condone that, certainly from an element rights point of view, but also from a road safety point of view. It's ludicrous to think that you can take over a roadway for racing. I see a lot of people taking out sulkies on weekends more leisurely, uh, well cared for horses. Um, I do have a problem with small foals, and I've seen them many times. 
being whipped and beaten, uh, trying to pull on a little sulky with two big men on the back of it. That's mm. wrong as well. And I think, you know, we shy away too often. Uh, I think too often we're, we're caught up with political correctness or wanting to say or do the right thing. Let's yeah. call this a spade. But, but, but there you know, are a lot we, of people but, mistreating horses. Right. Carl Crow, Fianna Fáil, Claire TD is with me. When we debate this on the show, people will point to the requirement for more designated areas, for more facilities, for more opportunities for young people, even in urban areas, to be able to have contact with horses, etc. I agree to a point. But look, look, let's be somebody realistic here as well. We, we began this uh, We began this segment here, I said that growing up, I would have loved a horse. I don't know if you the horse, Joe, growing up. Well, we I, I come, I come from a horse tradition, although they wouldn't let me the hor- too close to the, the horses. I wasn't as good with them as some of the rest of the family. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is that uh, uh, there's a lot of kids out there would like a horse. There's probably kids who'd love a zebra, but if you haven't the facility for a horse or a zebra, you don't own one. But what I see is people... Uh, you know, they own a horse if they take possession of one. They keep it in the living room of the house. And people know I'm not joking because we've all seen it as we drive around the place. We've horses tethered to lampposts. We've horses tied up outside shops. We've horses galloping across main roads with no ropes whatsoever or, or bridles whatsoever on them. Um, that's all wrong. It's wrong from a safety point of view. It's wrong from an animal welfare point of view. And I can't understand when the law is so robust why too many people turn the other way, just ignore it if they allow it to happen. There is no culture or tradition that allows someone unconditionally to own a horse and to treat it like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and on the subject we were talking about at the beginning, um, uh, Bridette is on saying to me, ha ha, good man Joe, giving it to Cahill Crow about the match. I'm not giving it to Cahill Crow <laughs> about the match. I'm not. I asked him at the beginning how what the feeling was in Clare and he, and he answered it. I, I tell you, well, we, we, we've, we've had some really interesting interaction on this, even on the show yesterday, Cahill. Yeah, I thought, uh, I don't know what tabloid it was, but someone had a photo up of the front page of a tabloid from yesterday where John Kiley says it was no free. <laughs> I can't, look, I don't think anyone could accept that. And maybe John might correct that. Because well, well, no, I think what he said was, he actually went so far, I think, at one point as to say, look, these things do happen in sport. And he pointed to the famous incident that maybe cost us the four in a row. Uh, in 2019, where we we, sh- we should have had a 65 and we didn't have a 65 at the end of a semi-final against Kilkenny. So I suppose if we go back long enough, we can discuss it from every angle, can't oh, we? Oh, there is. But, but look, look. the other thing is, look, I saw, I saw a slow-motion video of Gerard Hegarty um, soling the ball in towards goal and I think there was multiple fouls in as well. He was kind of like a Hercules figure moving forward. But look... Um, the debate, the analysis is good. It was always going to be someone's going to win this regardless. It was going to go to replay if it didn't. If it didn't win with a, with a win at full time, and what I love um, as someone who lives along that border between two counties is the banter, the rivalry, and we all want another day of that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you said that, Carl, because we play out well for us. I think people may be back in, into you know West Limerick, maybe back towards um, Abbey Field. They have a sense of the rivalry, but it is at its most intense along that Clare Limerick uh, border, isn't it? And, and often it's like just a step one side and you're in Clare, a step the other side you're in Limerick, and sometimes you say there's mixing across. Some people, Clare people are living in Limerick, some Limerick people are living in Clare. And honestly, it's, 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 I don't know, how, what to describe, how would you describe it, Carl? Yeah, well, it's intense. Uh, look, we all, Limerick's my local city as well. Um, I'm only out in Westbury and I'm in and out there the whole time. 
we love the city, but we don't want them to. We, we were delighted when they made the breakthrough in the hurling, but we don't, certainly don't want them winning five in a row. We want to stop it. It was hilarious on Sunday, George. Mass in Clonara, I was over in Clonara Church, and the priest um, stopped himself wishing Claire well because he said the congregation's divided, and that's certainly the way people live along the board. But that makes it more interesting. It would it would be a far duller affair, and we expect we'll be playing Dublin next um, in a okay. quarter final, and we would hope to win that. But there won't be any any of that kind of rivalry. We want another outing with Limerick. We, we want, want another. Outing. I can I can hear it in your call. I can absolutely hear it in your right. And the, the chip on the shoulder won't do us any harm at this stage. <laughs> yeah, the third of a trilogy. All right. Well, listen. Thanks so much for talking to us about all of that uh, this morning. That's Fiona Ford, Claire TD, Carl Crow. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety five.